So, this episode was supposed to be about Sherlock BBC, but then something happened. The Enola Holmes movie came out. So I decided to do a review on that because it was new, and I was like, why not? But a Sherlock BBC review is coming soon after I stop procrastinating on it because my brain is stupid and is like, but what about Fantastic Beasts? And the Harry Potter obsession is slowly clawing me back, and all I can do is keep on watching Fantastic Beasts, so, you know. Um, but I decided I wanted to uh, review the Enola Holmes movie. So, um, I was actually not very happy with what I thought it was going to end up being from the trailer. My first thoughts were was it was going to be very fan fiction-y. As a Sherlock Holmes fan and an avid fan fiction reader, um... All the late nights I've spent reading fanfiction. Um, you come to fear whenever there's a new character added into a story that wasn't already in there. So Enola Holmes very much scared me because there was many, many fanfictions that um, ended up becoming very, like, they would add, like, a sibling or a daughter to Holmes, and they would always be just terribly written and very Mary Sue-ish, which was another one of my fears. I thought she was going to end up being a Mary Sue, which I was actually surprised. She didn't really end up being super Mary Sue-ish, which was very pleasing. Um... But yeah, that was, those were some of my biggest fears about it. Um, another thing is, where is Watson? There was no Watson in the trailer, and I was like, hmm, I'm going to check the cast to see if there's Watson, because maybe they didn't include him in the trailer. So I look up the cast, and I look at everyone in their roles, and then there's no one casted as Watson, and I'm like, hold on. So I do a little bit more research about No Holmes, and I found out that it's actually a book. Like a little, yeah, someone wrote a book. And there's many books. I believe there's like a few of them. Or at least two. But Watson was not in it. I believe he's in another one, I thought, though. I'm not sure. But when I saw that, I was not very happy. Because I knew something was going to go down. And that led me to another one of my fears. Was inaccurate characterization of Sherlock Holmes. And perhaps Mycroft. Um, because Sherlock, he very much depends on Watson, but he also doesn't really. It's very hard to explain their relationship, but it's. Their relationship has always remained throughout the series. Throughout all the adaptations, the relationship has always remained. And the fact that Watson isn't in a Sherlock Holmes thing very much scared me. Because Holmes, Sherlock Holmes is all about Holmes and Watson. There should never be a point 
where Sherlock is without his Watson, or Watson is without his Holmes. They're always sort of together. Their chemistry is something that bring, it draws me into the story. I love their relationship and their banter, and it's the fact that Watson wasn't cast at all really scared me. I also feared that it would lack character development. I thought there really wouldn't be much character development because of the fanfiction-y aspects. So I ended up sitting down and watching the movie with my mom, and from what I saw, um, this is basically my thoughts from the first watch, and I put it down in a list. Uh, I thought there was an interesting plot. It wasn't as bad as I feared it would end up being. Um, there was actually quite good character development. I really liked the development of Tewksbury and Onolo's relationship. Oh, by the way, um, this is going to be a spoilery, spoilery episode, so I recommend that you go watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, again, Watson, where are you? I miss you. I love you. Where are you? Um, I also noted that uh, Tewksbury was very attractive, especially when he had long hair. When he cut off that hair, it was just like a no-no. Like, I swear, the actor Tewksbury, with that long hair, if you lighten that a little bit, perfect Grindelwald. Perfect young Grindelwald. I'm just going to say that. That might just be because my brain is like, Grindelwald, yay, <laughs> right now, but you know. Um, I also found that it was probably inspired by three stories in particular that I noted. The Adventure of the Dancing Men, The Adventure of a Scandal in Bohemia, and The Scandal of... I mean, not The Scandal. <laughs> the Adventure of Charles Augustus Milverton. Now. Actually, didn't... Wait, hold on. So, um, hold on. Most time I get confused with titles sometimes of Sherlock Holmes stories because the Sherlock BBC messes up. Hold on. I, I just was like, wait, what if I got the scandal and what if it's not a... Nope. It's a scandal in Bohemia. Never mind. I was being paranoid for no reason. Just ignore me. Um, <laughs> but I found that the adventure of the Dancing Men has to do a lot with deciphering a code and... I felt like that was probably where some of the inspiration was drawn because Anola Holmes is a lot about deciphering codes and wordplay. And A Scandal in Bohemia, obviously, um, like a powerful, a very good woman figure um, who outsmarts Sherlock. Definitely an inspiration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Charles Augustus Milverton. Now, I recommend reading the short story just because it's very hard to explain why I felt like it was so vital to this. Um, I also found that Sherlock was very emotional and sentimental, which, yes, he is in the BBC, but the thing with the BBC is that they did, they made him very cold and sociopathic, but when you realize the truth, it's really that he's just very, how do I phrase this, very um, Asperger-y? My mom 
she really liked the personality of Sherlock in the BBC Sherlock because he was very much Aspergery. And I feel like that definitely explains a lot of his actions in the short stories is because he is very much like that. But we don't see any of that. He's very much human in Enola Holmes. He's very emotional about it. Looking back on like his memories of Enola, it's you only see very rare circumstances of him not being sentimental. And I don't like that that very much. I feel like that's a bit out of character. I also found that Mycroft was very out of character. He was actually seeming very arrogant and ignorant. And that is very much not like Mycroft. Mycroft is very wise towards Sherlock. He's much smarter than Sherlock, and yet we don't see that. And I also found that I've actually believed that it's better than the Downey Jr. film. Now, this is very controversial, but I am... I hate the Downey Jr. film. The only thing that I find that I like about it is how, like, attractive Irene Adler is and Watson is. They're so pretty. And, oh, and also Mary. Mary Watson is so pretty in that movie. Like, they're so pretty. Like, are you serious? My bisexual is quaking. But I didn't like the plot of that. It was very much action-y. And I, was, and I liked that it wasn't as action-like as it did focus a bit more on the mystery. However, there was action. But I feel like that's, it just felt better because... It didn't take so much away from Sherlock Holmes's character, and it sort of put that into a Nola, if you know what I'm saying. I also found that the second person was very annoying and childish, and yeah, that's it's. It may be kind of quirky, and some other people may like it, but for me personally, I found it very annoying. I hate it when people look to the camera. I'm okay with people narrating. But people looking to the camera just irritates me. It just infuriates me. And I get very annoyed by that. But that's just personal preference. And I also found that there's a little bit of a plot hole with Watson missing. And I'm going to explain that later after I go over the events. Which I took down notes from my second watch of the events. And they're all in bullet points. Yeah, I'm not going to read them in bullet points. However, they're all in my notebook. And yes, I wrote this in a notebook. I have a physical notebook where I write down all my podcast stuff. <clears throat> so, first off, we're introduced to Enola and her mother. And her mother is very, very much quirky. Very much quirky. She isn't like other moms. She isn't. She isn't. She lies to her son about money and stuff like that. She's very sciencey, very much a feminist. And. Anola was basically never really alone um, because she and her mother were always together. They were always having fun together and always learning from each other. And she doesn't really remember her father because when she was little, her father died. And her brothers left when she was very young. So she doesn't remember much of them either and neither do her brothers remember much of her. Her mother taught her um, reading, science, sports, 
mental and physical exercises and quote-unquote unladylike stuff according to the time period. Her mother also kept secrets from Manola and had many, many secret gatherings with other women. Um, and Manola always found this a bit strange. I mean, not really. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anymore. My brain's going kooky. Um, but that doesn't matter because Anola's mother goes missing. Yay! Um, and she goes missing in the middle of the night. She leaves in the middle of the night. And she left Anola gifts, um, which include a code deciphery, decipher, decipherer thing, a language of flowers book, and a small flower, a small flower painting with the words, use these gifts wisely under the flower on the painting. And then Anola um, brings us back to the present time where she's about to meet her brothers at the train station for the first time in a long time. She narrates about who Sherlock is as if as the reader doesn't know who Sherlock is. Most of the world knows who Sherlock is, Anola. You don't need to explain it. So you might ha need to explain Minecraft to some people, but not Sherlock. Come on now. <laughs> but she does say that Sherlock is famous in the papers. And then she... does she? I don't remember if she explained Minecraft at all. Mm. Um, but when Sherlock and Minecraft first arrive, they don't recognize her and walk straight past her. And she's like, um, excuse me? I'm your sister, so like, <laughs> and Mycroft is like, where's the carriage? And she's like, what carriage? And then he gets angry because apparently Anola's mother lied about there being people working in the garden, maids, a governess, and used Mycroft's money. Mycroft isn't very pleased with this, but they arrive at the house. And... Mycroft and Sherlock observe um, Anola's mother's room because they need to figure out where Sherlock's mother went. Sherlock um, goes to the flowers to observe it, but Mycroft's like, get away from those flowers. They mean no importance. So Sherlock goes away from the flowers. And it's with this I realize that Sherlock is, seems so much smarter than Mycroft in this. And, yeah. Um, then they, both brothers, question Anola about her education. And Anola explains that her mother made her read every book in the library of the house. Sherlock and Mycroft then discuss their mother and Anola. Mycroft decides that he wants to put Anola in a boarding school as she is very unladylike. And then Anola meets the headmistress of the school, Miss Harrison, as she arrives at the house. Miss Harrison wants Anola to fit into the idea of a quote unquote lady, and Anola isn't pleased. Anola then goes to Mycroft and Sherlock and begs them to not make her go. Mycroft is. Um, not giving Anola a choice, saying that she must do this to find her place in the world, 
and Enola goes to beg Sherlock, and all he responds with is, I'm sorry. So it's obvious that Sherlock is more against the boarding school idea, yet he has no way of doing what he wants to do, which is allow Enola to stay, because he's not her ward, Mycroft is. So, it then cuts to a scene where Enola is sketching in a tree, and Sherlock walks over to the tree and sits down um, at the bottom while she's up in the branches. Sherlock talks about his um, only memory, his um, only memories of Enola, and about a pinecone wrapped in wool that Enola used to play with. Um, Enola tells Sherlock that. Um, Anola is upset with Sherlock about the fact that he never sent any letter and tells Sherlock that she has kept every clipping at the place of the cases she could find. Sherlock then guides Anola with a few thoughtful words before it cuts to another scene where Anola is awake at night, she can't sleep, and she goes to the gifts. She, using the gifts, she manages to find money in a canvas and runs away dressed as a young boy and creates a plan. She decides to go on a train and um, she overhears about um, these fancy posh people um, wanting to find um, Viscount Tewkesbury, who apparently is on the train um, and is running away. She then sees a bowler hat man enter the train and she knows something is off and that the bowler hat man is most definitely after Tewksbury. When she enters her compartment, oh wait, no, 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 that's wrong order of events. Uh, uh, first, Mycroft and Sherlock discover that she is gone in an actual very entertaining sequence. <laughs> Maybe I'm following a caricature. You never know. Man, my throat is sore from speaking so much. Um. Then Anola enters the compartment in the train and notices that a bag starts to move. And then Tewksbury escapes from the bag and Anola tries. I mean, Anola meets Tewksbury, and she wants Tewksbury to get out of the carriage so that he doesn't endanger her because she knows the bowler hat man is after him. And Tewksbury leaves. Then, um, I believe it was 37 seconds later, Tewksbury returns to Anola and says that the bowler hat man is after him and he needs help. Anola is like, yeah, no, I'm not helping you. So she leaves the compartment. And the bullet hat man enters, and then she hears some yelling and struggling. She go, she decides to go and save Tewksbury from being murdered by the bullet hat man. Anola saves him, and they jump off the train in together. And um, then cut to Sherlock going through um, Anola's mother's room and investigating. And then cut to Anola and Tewksbury having a lot of banter and Anola cutting Tewksbury's hair 
and both of them learn more info about each other, such as how Tewksbury was going to take his seat in the House of Lords, but his, parent, his family was going to send him to the army, which he didn't want, so he ran away. They go to London and go their separate ways, and Enola disguises herself in fancy women's clothing. Cut to Sherlock and Mycroft talking, and Sherlock saying that he's trying to find Enola's mother and Enola. Then cut to Enola putting a code in a magazine to contact her mother and get her mother to message her through the papers. Enola then goes to the address her mother frequently got letters from, and Enola meets a woman who claims to be her first fight teacher, who we will call Fight Woman. They discuss, and Fight Woman goes against Enola trying to find her mother. Enola then remembers the code words from overhearing the secret meeting. She then deciphers the codes from the meeting and discovers Limehouse Lane. She goes there and discovers a warehouse with explosives. She also finds um, a, a group of a bunch of pamphlets binded together or a book that says votes for women on it. I can't tell if it's book if it's a book or a pamphlet. It's um, tied together, but you know you get the point. Anola then gets attacked by the Bullet Hat Man and fights against him, using the combat skills that her mother taught her. They accidentally, like ac accidentally, <laughs> like ex the explosives, and the warehouse explodes, and both of them get away. Anola then realizes that Tewksbury is in grave danger, and goes to the Tewksbury Manor disguised as a widow to get more information on Tewksbury and save him from the Bowler Hat Man. She disguises um, herself and says that she is Sherlock's assistant. Lestrade then shows up and says that Enola doesn't know him, and Enola, um, that, um, Enola doesn't know him, and Sherlock works alone. Enola and Lestrade challenge each other's knowledge on Sherlock to prove they know Sherlock. Then, Oh, and then cut to the scene where Sherlock is chatting with Fight Woman about Anola, and then cut to um, Anola discovering Tewksbury's old hideout and how he made his plans and chats with Tewksbury's grandmother. Anola then finds Tewksbury, and they both go to Anola's lodgings. Lestrade then finds them, and Tewksbury escapes, but Enola is taken to Mycroft. Enola is then taken by Mycroft to a boarding school, and then is rescued by Tewksbury. They steal Mrs. Harris, Miss Harrison's motor car and go to Tewksbury's old home. Oh, wait. Before Enola um, is rescued by Tewksbury, Sherlock and Enola talk, and, um, Sherlock gives Enola her pinecone. <laughs> you know, that's important. Um, Enola then discovers a secret plot to stop Tewksbury from voting in the House of Lords. Words. And then Bowler Hat Man attacks them in the house, and 
Anola kills Bowler Hat Man. Then Tewksbury's grandmother appears and is revealed to have hired Bowler Hat Man to kill Tewksbury this whole time. Tewksbury's grandmother then shoots Tewksbury and somehow Tewksbury survives due to having taken the chest plate from a broken set of knight armor to his chest um, to prevent the bullet from impaling his chest. Then Tewksbury's grandmother's gun no longer has any more bullets and is discovered. Then cuts a Sherlock going to Lestrade, saying that he solved the Marquess case, which was Tewksbury's case, and Lestrade says that Anola solved it before him. Um, then cut to Tewksbury voting in the House of Lords, and Anola getting a message from Sherlock in the papers, and hides from Sherlock and Mycroft, um, using boys' clothing, and, th and there, Mycroft and Sherlock discuss, and Sherlock becomes Anola's ward. Anola then goes back to her lodgings to find her mother in her lodgings. They chat, and then her mother leaves, and Anola becomes a co-decipherer slash detective slash finder of lost souls in London. The end. Yay! My throat is so sore. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> now, um, here's my thoughts from the second reading. Sherlock, not second reading, second watch. Sherlock is very emotional, and Mycroft is very arrogant and out of character, which I've found, which annoys me. Then there's the Watson problem, too. And here's where I explain it. Because... Um, Anola says that he's famous and his cases are in the papers. That suggests there is a Watson. Because Watson is the one who publishes his papers to the pu the cases to the public. Because otherwise, Lestrade and Gregson would take all the credit and Sherlock would get none. However, Lestrade says that Sherlock works alone. So there is no way for Sherlock to be famous without Watson. So, therefore, there is a small plot problem with that. So, by not including Watson, you create this very big problem in the universe. I also found that it's very Disney-ish and not very mystery-like. And, again, second-person point of view is very childish. And I feel like it's more of the... The audience is more assumed to be younger children. Um, because of this. And I found that it's less of a Sherlock story and doesn't really connect to the stories, as I hoped they would be, like in BBC's Sherlock with their clever Easter eggs. However, I have crafted a list of recent Sherlock Holmes adaptations from best to worst. Number one, BBC Sherlock, which will always be my favorite, unless if something else comes out where Watson and Sherlock are openly gay for each other then that's becoming number one. But um, in this adaptation, Holmes and Watson solve cases in the modern times, and the characterization of the characters and modernization of the cases was very well done in my opinion. Number two is Noah Holmes. The story is very much good and has a decent mystery. The characters and character development was also very well done. And number three, is Sherlock Holmes, the Downey Jr. films.
the adaptation tries to make Holmes into an action hero of sorts and doesn't focus as much on the mystery. The character, in my opinion, the characterization of Holmes is bad. Um, however, Watson and Adler are very attractive. Those are the only good things about that movie, in my opinion. However, may, many other people may say otherwise. And that concludes today's episode. My throat is sore. I'm going to go drink some water. And I hope y'all are doing pretty well.